0: Welcome to the Care to Change podcast. We are grateful to have you join us. Today, we continue our series this month on all about marriage as our counselor, Brittany Spurka talks with April about how to stay on the same team. Thank you for being a part of this conversation as we hope to offer you practical solutions for positive change.
1: back to the care to change podcast thank you for joining us and we are in the middle of our marriage series we've talked about premarital couples and what they need to know we've talked about let's not wait till it's too late Um, how to know when it's time for counseling and how to get your spouse on board And today I have the honor and privilege of having a conversation with April about how to stay on the same team. I love this analogy of team and marriage because I'm a sports person. My husband is a sports person. And so, in the last part of my vows, I talked about how I would love nothing more than to have him as a forever teammate. And so, Um, that analogy just rings lots of bells for us as we talk about, you know, just what that looks like to be on the same team. So I'm excited about this topic today to lean in, tune in and listen to what you have to say about this whole team concept. So thank you for allowing me to interview you. It's always a pleasure and, uh, I'll just let you have it and take it away.
2: Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's thanks. Thanks, Britt. Um, I say this often, anybody that knows me for like 10 seconds knows um, how passionate I am about helping marriages and so have been trained in the prepare and rich and the Simbus, which are all uh, marriage assessments and tools that uh, people can use to walk through um, sort of the personality differences and how they play into a marriage relationship. Um, the last couple of years, um, I've been really looking for something that moves beyond some of the mechanics of it and moves to some of the healing, um, components that are needed for couples because we see so many couples that are, um, Uh, in distress and so it's beyond just some of the mechanics and so this what i want to share with you today is really a combination um from you know i've I've been in this business for over 25 years helping people and um i started as a therapist over 25 years ago and really so it's gathering experience but it's also taking these tools as well as a tool um from a book written by Robert Paul and Gary Smalley called Nine Lies That'll Destroy Your Marriage, which I think is a phenomenal book for any couple um, to read. And um, there is um, a healthy marriage model and seven steps to a win-win. I did not coin that term. They did. So I want to give credit where credit is due. And these seven steps really uh, are adapted from them. That book is fantastic. Um, they serve out of a company called Hope Restored, which is from Focus on the Family. And I help do a, um, marriage intensives as well as weekend getaways for couples. One's enrichment and one's therapy, but it's based on this model. So I guess all of that to say I know that this works um, from a professional standpoint, but I also have to say from a personal standpoint that Randy, who's my husband, um, we've been married this year. We'll be celebrating 25 years of being married. That we use this and it is um, effective. It works, it makes a difference. And really, if you want to um, be in it for the long haul and you know that you're two humans that don't always agree on everything, but want to arrive at a solution that works, this is a process that is not easy, that is not fast but it is effective. And so I can promise you that this is an effective approach, um, both based on research and um, what I've seen um, personally in my own life as well. So with that, I'm just going to go through these, uh, because they'll take some time to explain. And I I really want you to get the book and um, read it so that you can have some of the background information as well on that. But um, the first step uh is adopting what's called a win-win philosophy, uh, which is there's no compromises in this. Um, it's win-win. And I I realize that compromise is a, a term that's coined uh in marriage and people use it all the time. Marriage is a series of compromises, and I get that. And there are some things that you could be like, I'm gonna compromise, like Uh, We had tacos on Tuesday. So we're going to have Italian on Wednesday. Okay, there is no long term um, detriment to that kind of a compromise. So I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when things matter when there are value based decision making that needs to occur. Um, Compromise is not an option. And I looked up the word compromise in case you don't believe me, um, just searched for it in the dictionary. And Compromise means an agreement, which sounds good, but listen to this, or a settlement of a dispute that's reached by each side making concessions. So accepting standards that are less than so essentially what you're doing is you're saying, I'm going to give up some of me and my value system to give you a compromise. And um a compromise is something that we teach a lot in parenting. Like, can I have a compromise, right? And again, in inconsequential things, fine, compromise, use the term compromise. But when there is a value-based decision, if you think of the issue, whatever the issue is, and I'm going to use this example of the budget, because this has been something that has been real in my own marriage. And I happen to know that a large percentages of marriages, people argue about the budget. And so um, I'm going to just use a personal example to, to walk through these steps with you. Um, a lot of times we'll compromise in the budget. Well, if you give me X amount in this category, then I'll give you that uh, amount in another category. Now, if that works, it works until it doesn't work with the bottom line, right? Well, I wanted this much for this category. Well, I wanted this much. Well, when there's not enough to give both, someone's giving up. And so, in this strategy, a win win means we are going to work at this until we arrive at a conclusion that both of us consider a win. Um, Both of us are looking at the solution and we're saying, This is going to work for me. This is a win for us. Uh, And if I'm thinking, This doesn't really work for me, it can't be a win for us. And in marriage, we want to win together as a team. Because if I lose, guess what the team loses. And if Randy loses, the team loses. And so I don't want to lose on one thing, because that means together we've lost. And so um, the first step in making a value based decision or walking through a value based discussion that requires a solution of some sort is to say, this isn't going to be about compromise. This is going to be about us finding something that wins for both of us. And if you think uh, there's no way we've gone at this a lot of different ways, there's no way we're going to find I'm going to I'm going to challenge that thinking in in this process. So step number one, um, finding a win win solution. Uh, Don't accept compromise, Accept that you're going to find a win win for both. Number two is to have what we call a heart talk Um, before you decide to have this heart talk, and I'll describe what that is. But before you decide to have a heart talk, um, it's important to identify the time and place for this conversation. So if Randy and I both say, yes, um, we want a win-win, and I want to have this conversation at 1030 at night, it's not going to fly. He does not want to have any kind of serious conversation after 9 p.m. Or if Randy comes to me and says, let's talk about this, and it's 6 a.m., guess what? It's not going anywhere because I'm not talking before 9 a.m., on anything uh, of any value to me because that's just not the way our brains work. So assigning a time that both of you can be truly present is important and assigning a place that is a neutral place for discussion. And there have been times in our marriage, especially related to the budget, where we would go to a restaurant and have a conversation at a restaurant because it's a neutral place where we're both gonna be on our best behavior where there's a beginning point and an ending point, right? I can't talk about it forever, and so we have to have a time limit mm-hmm. on it. So, assigning we don't have to do that now, but at, at a, for a period of time we did. So, assigning a time and a place is as important as the content and tone that you bring to the conversation. So, in a seven steps um, to uh, you know this healthy healthy um, resolution, mm-hmm. I guess is um, knowing your time and place the The Another part of this is defining what is really happening, so Randy and I can have this conversation about the budget, and at the beginning of our conversations, it was about money. It was about money in versus money out versus where to spend the money. So we think that the issue when we're defining the problem is about the budget, but the reality is there's something happening in my heart and in my mind. Uh, that goes along with that, that um, underlines what is happening when we when we have a conversation about the budget. So it's not really about the budget. It's about the value I ascribe to the different line items of the budget. So if I'm saying I want more put into the vacation line item, and he's saying, I want more put into the savings line item they're going to mean something to us why do I want that vacation line item and why does he want the um, savings line item neither one of them are bad but if we don't have enough to put into both we're either going to find ourselves compromising which by the way uh, continual compromise or giving up can easily lead to resentment Right, because I gave up last time. I give up on this every single time. I'm always the one compromising, right? It can lead to, uh, and we just got off this series talking about boundaries. And so I would encourage you to go back and and um, read that if that's something that you're experiencing, or listen to that if that's something you're experiencing. But um, defining what's really happening underneath um, requires a heart talk. And today's conversation here on this part, podcast isn't about how to have a heart talk. Um, so if you're like, I don't know what this heart talk means, reach out to me and um, schedule a time and we can go through how to ha- have a heart talk. But I'm going to summarize it really quickly. Um, one is to understand what's happening in our own yard. So when we talk about yards here at Care to Change um, and in lots of places related to marriage, a yard is what I'm responsible for. It's my own thoughts, my own feelings, my beliefs my behaviors. I have my own yard. Randy has his own yard. When I say I want X amount of um, money assigned to this line item, there's some reason for that. What is it that's happening in my heart? And what is it that that means to me? At the same time, there's something happening in Randy's heart as well. What is it that's happening for him? Now, I'm not responsible for what his thoughts, feelings, beliefs, behaviors are, and he's not responsible for mine. But what I am responsible for is to step into this middle ground, our shared place, our shared relationship, and to be honest and safe with describing what it feels like to be me and what that line item means to me. And so the conversation goes something like this. It's not just a vacation um, budget. What I feel Is connected as a family when we can step aside from the typical and spend time together as a family. It's not just about the vacation, it's to me about the time of connection, and I really want that connection. And uh, Randy will then hear, okay, what she's saying is it's not just about the vacation, it's about the time of connection, and that's something that she really wants. So all of a sudden, I now have defined what it is that that line item means to me. And I do that first so that I can um, seek to be understood. I want Randy to understand me. And then Randy, when he comes into this space and listens, he's seeking to understand what it feels like to be me. So he's validating saying, oh, What it feels like for you is connection. I understand that. So instead of us arguing over this one line item, now we're saying, well, he will say, you know, I want connection for you as well. And that's important to me. So what can we do together to make a way for us to have that connection, right? And so all of a sudden, it's not about the number on that line item. Mm -hmm. It's about the connection and the meeting below that. Yeah. Um, and so when we talk about a heart talk, we're talking about um, the metaphorical below the waterline of the iceberg, right? We see the budget is above the iceberg. What we don't see is the value of what it means below the iceberg. Yeah. Um, and so I wouldn't recommend if, if you're a couple and you tend to argue about things, I wouldn't try to just enter into this conversation without... Um, meeting with someone who knows about how to have a heart talk, right? So um, I'm kind of giving um, a little, uh, I don't know whether it's a teaser or what, to say, you know, call, let's talk about a heart talk. Yeah. Because you can't go and and get to this win-win without the heart talk. Mm -hmm. Um, It's essential to Mm -hmm. do it in a way that's safe. You go at the speed of Mm -hmm. safety Mm -hmm. um, and you go at it in a way that says, I want to understand what it feels like to be you. And I want you to understand what it feels like to be me and together that understanding of each other puts the problem in front of us versus makes each other the problem. Yes. So I'm looking at Randy and I'm not thinking he's my enemy. Right. And all of a sudden we're fighting each other uh, and together we're taking the issue and we're putting it on the table and saying together, we're going to work to solve Mm -hmm. this issue Mm -hmm. instead of trying to, to, um, fix each other right. or change each other's mind or manipulate or control or whatever comes with that. Yeah. So, I think
1: it's important to, just to say like mm-hmm. when you're talking about the teaser, like that's, it's not like, Oh, we want you to come here to change. Right. So here it's, there may be things in your history and mm-hmm. your family history and what yeah. you witnessed as your parents do that, like you don't realize, Hey, this is something that I'm bringing into my marriage. Right. And so it's not that, you can't just sit down and have a heart to heart with your mm-hmm. spouse. It's there may be other things in the way that you need help
2: right? being able to process. And you can't do that without the help of a therapist. And here's the thing. Um, maybe you can have a heart talk where you both understand each other. And if you can move on to the next step. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's fine. But if you're like, this is where we get stuck. We keep arguing over the same thing we're in this circle and we just keep going around and around and around. And we've talked about it a hundred times and we both see that it's a bigger issue than just what the issue is. That's when I say, well, reach out. Mm -hmm. Um, And it doesn't have to be care to change. Just find a therapist that you trust that can, can look at what the underlying issue really is, what the true meaning of the issue is versus um, just continuing to argue about what's on the surface. So you establish, Hey, we're in this to win it. We're going to find something that works for both of us. Number two, we're going to, um, seek to understand and to be understood by having this heart talk and saying, this is what it feels like to be me. And this is what it actually means to me to have this conversation and what this is really about for me. Defining the problem as is versus making the problem be, uh, my spouse. The third one is to pray together. And, um, um, pray together for unity, pray about our feelings, pray about our fears, pray about our wants, pray for wisdom. Uh, And the reason why people will say, why don't you just pray first? Because if I see that we have a problem, and um, say it's the budget, because I'm using that as an example, my prayer might look like this, Oh, God, change Randy's mind. Make him see the error of his ways and the importance of us taking a vacation, right? Like, I'm going to pray a manipulative prayer. That's just my human tendency. Like, I just want my way. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to pray for that. Um, Whereas if I'm committed to finding something that works for both of us, and then I listen to what it feels like to be him, Mm -hmm. and I understand him, and so I understand what the underlying issue really is, I'm going to pray. Lord. Like, I'm afraid of losing connection with my family. And that's why I'm really vying for this vacation line item. Or um, you know what? I see that security and longevity is important for him. And that's why he wants um, savings. And so uh, help us find a way um, to protect that and preserve that. Help us to be unified in whatever our decision is. Um, Give us wisdom to know what steps to take, Mm -hmm. right? And so for us, it, It puts us in a space of humility, thinking of the other person, not in a way that we give up of ourselves, but in a way that we truly understand. And so we're looking for unity and we're looking for wisdom while acknowledging our own thoughts and fears and values and beliefs and behaviors, right? Um, Which is why that step is number three. Um, And at that point, steps one, two, and three – What I find is a lot of times the issue begins to dissolve when we do one, two and three, because it doesn't become the issue anymore. I used to think it was him. And if he would just change the air of his ways and compromise with me, then everything would be okay. And now it's like, we're on the same team. I understand what it is that he's thinking that's underneath this. And now I've sought what God wanted for us. And now, guess what? It doesn't really matter to me because I feel connected to him. And if we can connect over that, maybe it doesn't require a vacation, Mm -hmm, right? Maybe it just requires time and heart talk together Mm -hmm. to feel that connection with each other. And so all of a sudden, I find a lot of times the issue begins to dissolve um, at the end of step three. Not always, right? We Mm -hmm. still have to make a decision what's going to go where. Um, but a lot of times the posture of the heart is shifted at this point, um, so that's when you kind of work into uh, the go mode, um, as I would like to call it. Um, step four, um, and this is where you begin to brainstorm options. Now, some would say, like in Prepare and Rich, um, identify things that you've already tried and don't retry them. Right. Um, I don't know that I would always say that. It just depends on if you tried them with the spirit of a win-win or not, right? Mm -hmm. But if you've already tried things and you know they don't work, try something different. And this is where you can really have a lot of fun. And it doesn't mean, by the way, these steps don't happen in 10 minutes. And sometimes they don't happen in the same day. Uh, Randy and I, um, for a long time, for several months, had two of these that we were walking through um, for months and months and months. It's really about slowing the cadence to preserve the relationship. And that's something we don't often do in the midst of conflict, because we want to have the answer right now. And we need to have our way like right now. And the reality is sometimes brainstorming doesn't happen super fast. Like, okay, here's an idea. Okay, well, here's an idea. We could, you know, sell our home and buy a camper and just travel around. We could sell our home and move to Florida and live in a camper in Florida. Mm -hmm. We could, you know, so there's, we're just throwing out all kinds of nonsense and also other options. And what it does is it sort of just gets the juices flowing. Like, what are some ideas? Mm -hmm. If you're like really stuck and he wants this and you want that, sometimes this is where you can, like for us, we have teenagers, we can ask our kids, if you were trying to do this, what would you do? Because they're going to come up with some nonsense too. Or maybe not. Maybe they're going to come up with something really fun. Or ask your friends. Like if you, and it's general, you don't have to spill all the the details of, you know, what the conflict is if you don't feel like it's safe. But, you know, if you were trying to solve this, what would you guys do? Like throw out some ideas so you can take some time to really investigate. Mm -hmm. And um, sometimes couples will share a note uh, and then just add to the note over, Mm -hmm. you know, a period of time, a week, two weeks, a month. Um, one thing that Randy and I did took us several months, we just added, we did as much as we could in one day. And then we just added for a period of time, just added this idea, that idea, take a step back, read through them again. Oh, that gave me an idea, throw up another idea. So at this point, you're just brainstorming options, what are some things you can Mm do uh, to get to the bottom of it. And Once you've brainstormed, you feel like you have a pretty good list. The next one is to evaluate what options would be win wins. And the evaluation and the brainstorming isn't the evaluation. The brainstorming is just getting the idea out. And the evaluation isn't why would this work? Why would this not work? Well, I think it would work because, because all of a sudden that's not evaluating, that's lobbying. So I'm not evaluating an option I'm lobbying for an option that's not the same thing evaluating works like this I look at the item and I say is this a win for me if it's a win for me it stays on the table if it's a loss for Randy it comes off the table Mm. period there's no reason to discuss it in fact Randy and I don't even do this at the same time we have it up and I say go mark off the things that are losses for you I'll I'll mark off the things that are losses for me we don't have to talk about it if it's a loss we've already agreed if it's a loss for him it's a loss for the team so there's no reason to talk about it Mm -hmm. so I say just mark off the things that don't work for you now I get a little irritated itchy at this time because I'm like I thought that was a really good idea I really want you to um, want that idea Um, but let's face it if we come up with something that wins who cares um, Mm -hmm. whose idea it was if we're winning together right Um, And so, and I'm going to preserve the relationship over being right. Mm -hmm. So if it, if it's a win for both of us, we keep it on the table. If it's a loss for one of us, it's off the table. If it is, we're not sure yet, just put a question mark by it and circle it and say, we're going to come back to it and see. Maybe it requires some further discussion. Mm -hmm. Um, I find that we put a something, something and something together Mm -hmm. as one of the options and uh, not this, but that part. So then we mark off the part that's the loss. Um, so it just might require some more conversation or some time, um, and space. So the evaluation is pretty easy. Is it a win for both? Um, keep it on. If it's a loss for one, you take it off. Or it might be um, a question mark. We got to evaluate. It might be a question mark. Like, what does that actually mean? Maybe we need to have um a heart talk about what that that brainstorm idea actually means to Mm -hmm. see if it, if uh, it's um, worth looking at. So step six, um, once you've evaluated and you have your list of optional wins for the team, for both of you, you pick one and you try it or you pick one and you wait, right? It's like, okay, well, we both think that this one is a a win-win for us. So let's pick it. Let's do it. Let's try it. Uh, Let's see how it goes. Um, You're not picking something until death do us part. You're just going to pick something and try it and see if it works. And sometimes I think we get stuck on um, that this is going to just be there forever. And if I say yes to this, this is the way it's going to be from now until forever. And sometimes like, no, let's just try it for a month or let's just try it for three months or whatever. And so you pick one. And If it works, then you have a chance to high five each other and you say, look what we've done. Mm -hmm. We found something that works for both of us. It's a win-win. We won. Um, What's important, and this is the last step, step seven, that a lot of times people don't do is revisit. So you schedule a time to revisit this issue Mm -hmm. to determine, is it working? Did we follow through? Do we need to try something different? Can we high five that we did it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, One little um, step in the process when you pick one, you're going to, you know, say, this is what I am willing to do to make this work Mm -hmm. because we want to own our own behavior. So once you say, we're going to pick this one, um, it's really um, worthwhile to say, this is what I am willing to do to follow through with this one specific um, action item, to make sure that it works. um, So that I'm being accountable to my side of the win, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so then we plan a time. Let's, let's meet tomorrow. Let's meet next week. Let's meet next month. Let's meet in 90 days. And let's go back together and see uh, how we did. And chances are you're going to know, before you meet together, if it works. If it didn't work, you know what, you're together on it, you're working together, you pick the next Mm -hmm. one and you move on. Mm -hmm. um, Because you win together and you lose together. So I know that's a lot. And like I said, this isn't something that um, happens, you know, depending on this, the severity, or the depth of Mm -hmm. the issue, it may not happen in one day or one hour. Mm -hmm. But it is a process that's been proven to make a difference when it's used, establish the win win, Find out the real meaning, um, what it feels like to be the other person through the heart talk. Pray uh, for unity and wisdom, and about your fears and feelings and wants. Brainstorm, evaluate, um, pick one, identify what you're going to do to uh, be accountable to it, and then come back and uh, revisit it or reward each other or try something different if it didn't work out. Yeah. So that that to me is um, the seven steps um, to a way to. Stay together when you just don't agree, but you really, really want to. And what I would say is if, you know, you're listening to this and you're taking notes, and of course, we'd put the seven steps in and links to um, the book and, and different things um, that are options. But if if you're like, ah, it's just we're getting stuck. We keep mm-hmm. arguing over the same thing. Um don't spin out, like just put a pause on it and call in and, um, schedule a time with whoever your therapist is schedule it with us doesn't matter as long as it, it as long as it gets you unstuck. That's what's important. But I, mm-hmm. I promise you these steps when they're used properly. You'll get an outcome that brings you closer together uh, than you were before. Yeah.
1: As a reminder, that book is the nine lies that will destroy your marriage. Yes. Um, and again, we will put that in this show notes. Yeah. Um, thank you April yeah. for those things. I think that they're super practical, not easy, but right. I think that it's worth it in the end to get an outcome that is more connected. So right. yeah. Thank you for that. Um, if, Again, if you have questions about anything you've heard, um, you can send us an email, you can text us, you yeah. can Instagram us, you can Facebook us. Um, we would love to have a conversation with you. We would love to maybe even have a podcast that talks more about yeah. marriage or whatever your questions are. So please send those to us. Um, this has just been so good and next week we are finishing our series in marriage and we are talking about um 10 steps to a happy fulfilling marriage and um i get the pleasure of interviewing you again about that so very excited about that and i hope that you guys will tune in for some practical solutions for positive change awesome
0: Thank you again for joining us for this episode of the care to change podcast, where we offer you practical solutions for positive change. Check out the show notes below to see resources mentioned in today's episode. You can follow us on social media, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, LinkedIn, and YouTube to hear more about our conversation topics. If you have any questions from this episode or would like to hear more, please reach out to us on our care line at 317-979-7133 or email us at help at care to We hope you found this episode helpful and invite you to join us for more of our podcast conversations.